to the Tape Deck Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out again. Um, we do a whole bunch of stuff over at tapedeckpodcast.com. Check it out right now. Uh, I was going to go over uh, the reviews we've done this week, but it seems kind of pointless because we're going to be going over them and a lot of other stuff today because today is the halfway point. Well, kind of the halfway point. So this website started in February of this year, and it's been six months and a whole crap ton of music has come out, so much so that I thought it would be a good idea, um, bl- <laughs> stupidly, uh, to sort of recap the last six months in a sort of little mini best of list. Um, now, best of is obviously a relative term, you know. Who's to say what music is better than what? It's all subjective. But there's just so much music that's come out this year that's, that's notable and worth talking about that uh, I think that it would be a good idea to start splitting it up, you know. We're doing a half month, but later down the road we might even do each quarter or each season. I think that would be a really cool idea, you know. There's just too much to cover in the scope of things, so we're going to give this a try. Um, So a couple things before we get started. First and foremost, the only albums that are going to be considered for this list are ones that I've personally reviewed over the last six months. Um, so if you're a local artist and you put out some really cool music and um, you're maybe listening to this podcast because you're hopeful maybe that someone gave it some due attention and you don't see yourself on this list, um, it's probably because I didn't review your album um, because I hopefully didn't know about it, uh, which is, you know, things fly under the radar all the time. We've got a little contact page on the site if you ever want to give me a shout about your music. I listen to everything. Um, secondly, you know, again... So much different music, so much good music has been released over the last... I'm actually flabbergasted, because I'm going to be quite honest, uh, ever since I started doing music myself and, and getting into an underground scene, you know, I, I did not really do my part in keeping up with what was being released uh, every year. And uh, what I found the most heartening was how much good stuff gets released and how a lot of it just flies under a lot of people's radar. And it, it was really gratifying for me to be able to to experience it, you know, from the ground level up, you know, to, to put my own spin on it, you know. So I'm grateful for everybody who released any music this year. I just want to get that right out, you know. every A, a lot of it was just super, super fantastic and beyond my wildest expe- expectations. So good job. Uh, secondly... We're splitting this up into two categories, um, music that was released solely in Seattle and music that was released outside of the bounds of the city, you know? And it's for good reason. Um, local music, you know, see, it's not that Seattle isn't part of the world, of course, but uh, a lot of the stuff that we reviewed uh, is independent stuff, DIY stuff, stuff that isn't on the same echelon, that didn't get the, the amount of money poured into it. Um, and, you know, it's hard to compare those particular two. You know, at at that level, I feel like there's a there's a specific spirit around uh, DIY albums, around independent albums that aren't part of major labels or have a lot of money poured into them. You know, so I, I thought it would be a good idea to separate those two. So we're gonna have a best of five from Straight Seattle, and then we're gonna have a best of five from Beyond, and we're gonna start with the best of from Seattle. All right. Oh, and one more thing. Um, I'm going to attempt to play samples of uh, every single album that's on this each of these lists. As much music as I can perhaps get away with. That might be five or ten seconds. I don't know. We'll see. But you should absolutely check out all of these records. Um, and again, um, check out uh, all of the reviews I've put up on uh, tapedeckpodcast.com. One of the things I've tried to do over the last year 
is uh, whatever I end up listening to, I end up giving a really, really good listen. It's really why I only review four albums a week. Um, even that is stretching it a little bit because, you know, music deserves, especially all the, the time and the energy and the money put into it, music deserves more than just a cursory listen. So that's what I've been trying to do. I've really only reviewed 120, 130 albums uh, over the last six months, and uh, all of them have been deep listens where I've tried to get the most out of it. So, you know, there was as much thought put into this as, as and, and scrutiny as, uh, as warranted, you know. So, without any further ado, here we go. Top five best albums released so far in 2019 in Seattle alone. You guys ready? Okay. So there's a few honorable mentions that we're going to get out of the way first. There's three of them. First honorable mention goes to Neanderthal's We Are Doing Your Best. This is like a math rock, jazz fusion, hardcore kind of pop punk fantasy uh, it's amazing. It's eight tracks. Uh, there was a lot of work that seemed to be put into it. Um, the compositions are super wild. Uh, it's a really, really fun listen. Absolutely go check it out. Um, their lead single is called Happy New Year, and there's another song called Sea Salt uh, that are both... The whole thing is really good to check it out, but those in particular. Go check that one out. Second honorable mention goes to Coach Phillips' Never Is Enough. This is kind of straight-up emo rock, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they threw into it to make it like a little more summery, a little more nuanced. Um, there's little touches of all country. There's some you know classic 90s rock in there. Um, it's really, really heartfelt, and uh, it's produced wonderfully, and it's really, really great stuff. Um, January in Seattle and Summer in Seattle are both really great tracks. Also, Chastity Jeans... Um, Great stuff. Go check out the record. Final honorable mention goes to Sun King's debut album, um, which you have probably already heard if you've listened to any episode of the podcast because we use one of their tracks as an intro. Thank you so much, Rob Granfeld, for letting me do that. Um, that album is extremely experimental, but it's very beat-driven. Uh, it's super creative, and there's so many styles that they play with all over the place. You know. We did an interview with him one of the first, the earliest episodes of the podcast. We did an interview with him, and he, he talked about how that record came together. So go check that one out. And uh, check out that record. I believe it's a free digital download on Bandcamp, um, so it's well worth your time. Now that those are out of the way, let's get down to the actual list. The number five spot goes to Apples with Moya's Get Behind the Horses. This record is something truly special. Um, it's two members of Seattle band Great Grandpa, which, who, who are a little more well-known. Um, but Cam Flam plays bass and sings, and Dylan Hanright plays guitar. And there's a, a couple of other members of the Seattle indie rock Cognoscenti. Um, what struck me about this record the first time I listened to it is how well put together the lyrics are, specifically. Um, the thing about indie rock is that you can really get away with some opaque lyrics. Um, Poetry, you know, you're not, it's not necessarily a literals game. Um, but from the very first track, which is called Praise Song, you hear a little flam talking about um, Bam Shaklam, which is a Lomelda track. I believe Lomelda uh, shares a label with uh, Great Grandpa. And uh, from there, he's talking about the communal feeling of, of just playing music and the inherent worth in that, of just, 
of, of creating music and standing on stage with people who are your friends who are also in the scene. And anybody who's been a part of that scene or, or ever attempted music and felt that community can really relate to that sentiment. And so it's just an, one example of, of La Flamme's gift with uh, writing especially in the indie rock field, you know. There's a little bit of intrigue and mystery in the song Namesake. It's not explicitly stated, and the, the myth is probably a lot greater than the actual meaning. Um, but there's so many really cool tracks here. Um, the track that you just heard was Feeling Number 11, which uh, was a super standout. So it's a song that's sort of stuck out in my mind ever since I listened to it all the way back in February. Um, the couple first tracks as well. Um, it's just a really solid record. Um, and that's why it earns the number five spot. Number four spot goes to Gifted Gab's Cause and Effect, which I believe came out in April. Uh-huh. I'm never fucking with them. I keep my eye on them. Remain calm like Saddam when I bomb on these hoes. We don't got nothing in common but foes. Uh -uh. But when you talk and your lobotomy shows, I call you niggas pussy because you look like where a condom should go. Right I don't there. need your little comments, ho. This ain't a comedy show. You want to <laughs> talk fly? I see you in the economy, bro. Right in the quarters to be important, boy, you got to be dope. He said he rocking and he rolling, so I gave him a well, poke. He said he rocking and he rolling, so I threw him some coke. And now we rocking and we rolling, mama, that's not so. Seattle's rap scene doesn't exactly get a lot of attention because there are just straight up other parts of the country that have a more vibrant, more covered, I'd guess, rap scene. Chicago, Atlanta, uh, technically even LA, you know, New Orleans has got a rap scene that's killer. Um, but there are a ton of talented rappers in Seattle that don't get their due attention. And one of them is uh, Gifted Gab, who's been in the, the market for a while. Uh, she's been doing it for years. And uh, her newest album is just so easy to listen to. Um, that song that you just heard uh, was called Eye On Him, and it's amazing. Uh, the lyrical flow is unbelievable. The creativity is off the charts. It's also a really varied album. Like, it doesn't necessarily get stayed. You could just sort of listen to it, and, and it doesn't get tired. Uh, as far as local rap goes, it's absolutely one of the best things I've heard this year. So that's why it earns the number four spot. Congratulations, Gifted Gab. Uh, if you end up moving out of Seattle into some greener pastures, you know, we'll miss you, but it'll be well, well, well deserved. So good job. All right, number three slot on the list goes to Julia Shapiro's Perfect Version out on Hardly Art. <laughs> Part of the enjoyment of listening to a solo album, especially if that artist is part of a band with a specific sound, uh, in this case, Chastity Belt, which is experiencing a great amount of success after their last album, um, is that you get to see that sound deconstructed a little bit when one person is taken into their own environment and sort of doing their own thing. Um, Perfect Version sounds a lot like Chastity Belt, but it also has this specific downcast edge that Shapiro nailed. I think she was really going for that sound and, and, and it's so specific and so internalized and you, it just sort of seeps into your bones, you know? It's very Seattle. It's a very, very modern, contemporary Seattle sound, you know? Seattle has always sort of sounded like 
wetness and the way the rain sort of seeps into your bones and into your subconsciousness. And the record's super foggy. Uh, a lot of the drums and bass are lowered down, uh, giving more attention to the guitar and, and Shapiro's voice. And it makes it sound very easy to enjoy and to appreciate, you know? Uh, you could just sort of lay back and let it wash over you. Um, so it sounds really cool, but then on top of it, Shapiro is just an excellent lyricist. Uh, she manages to capture um, the, the state of lowness um, and, and, and depression in a way that is so accurate to feeling that way. Um, her lyrics aren't complicated, they're not hard to understand, but she manages to capture this, this really nebulous feeling, like right in the middle. You know, when she says a line like, I'll go into the woods and I'll be my own best friend in the first song, Natural. Um, it's like this this strange in-between between self-effacing and self-improvement, you know, like trying to muster up the energy to, to, to get better and knowing that it's a, a, an uphill battle. Maybe a bad example, but there's so many different other examples in, in, in the album that I can't think of off the top of my head. It's just a fantastic record, and there was a lot of good work put into it, and that's why it earns the number three spot. Only two more, and the... Second best record of 2019 so far has to go to Happy Times, Sad Times, Don't You Want to Dream Again. What a change in production quality does to a, a band sound, you know? And I'm not one of those people that requires that a band put a bunch of money and effort into sounding really, really good, because I think that there are ways for a band to do that on a lower fi scale. Some of my favorite records uh, each year have been records that have not been, you know, an A, triple A on the production scale, but holy shit, that drum sound is insane. You know, and Happy Times, Sad Times really, really nailed it out of the park with this record. You know, um, it's one of those things where they capture a specific energy. You know, of this very communal energy, just solely based on songwriting and sound. You know, very, very simple parts. And I believe there are actually some tracks on this record that were on previous records before. So it's nice to see those get a fresh new coat of paint. Um, the band's different now. Um, Happy Times, Sad Times used to be a two-piece, and now that they are, they are a four-piece that actually recorded with a different bassist for this record. Um, and they just sound like fully, fully fleshed out. Um, a lot of the record is optimistic, or at least, well, maybe optimistic isn't the right word. Um, I think compared to a lot of other indie rockers, uh, it's... It takes both extremes, you know. Happy times, sad times is it's it's in the name, you know. They're they're unabashedly embracing of of all kinds of emotions and and realities, you know. Uh, and all the way down to the title track, which is so brilliantly simple or simply brilliant, I guess, whichever one. Um, to the thrash of Sunday, uh, that opening is super great. That song you just heard, mostly cloudy, is a uh, is a brilliant deep cut that I'm surprised wasn't a single by itself. Um, and Bombs is amazing. The whole thing is just great. It's got this really excellent forward momentum that you don't see a lot in um, in albums by uh, artists that are known for doing that. 
Um, so it's a brilliant listen all the way through. Good, good, good job, guys. Seal of approval. Um, all right. Now, what could possibly be better than any of those records? He said with biting sarcasm and his arms splayed across his face in a defensive position. My number one pick for the best Seattle album of 2019 so far goes to Rabbit Keeper's self-titled album. EP. Album-ish, I guess. Uh, whatever that was. this band up recently and like recently I mean like yesterday and it's actually unclear I don't know they've been dropping a lot of hints that they may not be a band anymore or things are changing or whatnot I'm not actually sure but if they stop making music it would be a huge tragedy because this I have not heard anything on any level that sounds like this record specifically um it's only it's only 15 minutes I believe or something along those lines 15 18 whatever it is so unique in sound and so mysterious and sinister and so itself. Like they, this record embodies that specific sound, at least what it sounds like. I'm not sure if they were going for what they were going for, obviously, but I, I, I can't imagine this band improving anymore. Like this, this feels like a fully realized sound and it's cut down to its bare essentials. There's only six tracks. All of them are amazing. Like it's, it's just crazily well-produced. It, it really is just the complete package. There's, there hasn't been a, a record, at least that I've heard and reviewed. There hasn't been a record this year so far that manages to be the absolute complete 100% no flaws package like this particular record. The thing is, it may not be your style. It is kind of heavy. There are some parts that really lean on like the harsher sides of metal. So it's not for everybody, but for those that can handle that sound or, or have an inclination towards that sound, please, for the love of God, check out this record. This It's amazing. Like absolutely one of, if not the best records released so far, at least in this area. Uh, and there you go. That was the top five uh, IMO uh, TDP best of Seattle top five. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that list. Um, if you have any questions or comments or want to talk about it or have your own best of, um, shoot me an email at savedeckpodcast at gmail.com or comment on the site or send me a harsh message on Twitter because Lord knows I need more experience in Twitter fights. Um, and now that we have that out of the way, we're going to take out Uh, the top five records released outside the city or beyond um, records that came out of Mars and other parts of the solar system uh, you know the a a separate echelon you know Uh, because again there was a a good amount of good music released this year I think we're we are getting to the point where it's hard to sort of track specific moments I, I know that there are moments in 2019 that will be remembered like uh Lil Nas X's uh uh, Old Town Road and uh, and Ariana Grande's Seven Rings, which were essentially the only two number ones this year, really, when it comes down to it. Um, 
without any further ado, here's the top five, starting with a few honorable mentions. Also, you know, a lot of these songs are going to be on major labels, so I can't really get away with playing uh, a ton of their music, but we'll see. I'm going to be really safe here and just play like the tiniest of snippets, so uh, you'll understand. First honorable mention goes to Lingua Ignota's Caligula, which is just an unbelievably intense album. Um, I would rate it higher on this list if not for the fact that it's not a terribly listenable record, but it's a, again, it's an extremely important one. Um, I've never seen the topic of domestic abuse taken so seriously and, and performed and embodied in such a way where it almost puts you in that position. And it, for anybody who needs to understand that horror and that trauma and, and needs to help be on that side, because there are still people who hold out and have those ignorant opinions, um, it's an absolutely incredible listen. Um, definitely one of the finest experimental art albums released this year. Um, good job, Kristen Hader. You did well. Second honorable mention goes to Mannequin Pussy's Patience. Um, they are, again, one of those bands that are finally reaching their breakthrough. They're selling out shows for a very good reason. The record is extremely intense. Um, some songs like Drunk 2 and Cream are like prime hard indie rock. Um, and uh, they've got the whole package, you know? Definitely one of the best punk records released this year. Totally go check them out. Final honorable mention goes to Strange Rangers Remember the Rockets. This is a band that sort of started as kind of like a Modest Mouse revival band and have, have kept evolving to the point where this feels like, if it's not their natural form, it's a form that fits them very well. There's a lot of styles on the, the out record from 80s goth to like late 90s indie rock, like Built to Spill. Um, it's just a great record. Leona's great. Um, Sunday's great. A little teenage fan club thrown into the mix. Totally excellent futuristic indie rock, uh, even if its subject matter is kind of downcast. So go check that one out. Those are the honorable mentions. Now we'll get to the actual list. The number five best of 2009 altogether so far goes to Cheek Faces Therapy Island. It's an infinite loop, leaky sink in the mind. Paper baggage ahead at the document shred. No municipal bonds, no likes, comments, or friends. No one left to be reeved on eternity leave. Here, let me explain how breathing works. You suck in and you continue to live. Nothing says self-loathing like the word self-care. Drag leave my shorts to the Met Gala at Madison Square. My eyesight is canceled. My memory is canceled. My feelings are canceled. Band practice is canceled. I'm sorry for playing that much of a... I'm actually sorry to all of the independent bands who I have played their music to an extent where you probably wouldn't want it. But good God, those lyrics are insane. Cheek Faces Therapy Island is a fantastic record. It is just... It, a lot of punk bands want to capture their times. And I don't... I haven't heard a record that does what Cheek Face does in, that, in the way that it captures the rapid-fire sick mind of the social media user in 2019, you know. Um, it, it's a record where the lyrics, the, the music itself is catchy as fuck. Like, almost every single song on this record, you could just get stuck in your head, you know. But um, it's the lyrics that the, the band does so well. Greg Katz is a fantastic lyricist. He it's one of those things where they, he just will fire off sentences and they feel like tweets, you know? That statement has been said before of a whole bunch of different artists, but it feels real here. Like, the way he pulls together this this image of this person that that 
speaks in 180 characters per sentence and how little different things are thrown together. The whole record's full of it. It's, it's brilliant. It's hilarious. Uh, it's catchy. It's everything you could absolutely want for in a punk record. So that gets the number five spot for sure. All right, number four spot goes to Solange's When I Get Home. And this one, we're only going to be able to play like maybe three seconds. Down, 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 down the floor. <sighs> um, Solange's new record hit as a surprise, um, which is great. I mean, that's it, you keep it in the family, you know. Um, and it was one of those major listening events of this year because when it dropped, she already had a whole bunch of hype behind her. When I Get Home, which came out in 2016, uh, put her on the map essentially as one of the most forward-thinking pioneers of the new form of R&B, uh, one that just sort of meshed together everything from hip-hop to soul to jazz all together. It was my personal favorite record of 2016. And so coming into this, I, I had high expectations of her to see where she would go. The first listen, I just didn't really get it too much, but it's, it is... By itself, it's a more psychedelic trip. Like, it takes a couple of listens to get inside your bones. And the more you sit with it and the more you realize where she's coming from and the motives behind what she's doing, you, it sort of all starts to click. And then and then you just get right into it. Like, it's, it's a record that's immaculately crafted. Um, like her previous record, it's a little static. It doesn't really go anywhere. But, you know, I mean, that, that's the style. You know, it's it's the sort of thing that Erica Badu and D'Angelo and a lot of other people who are in the who were in the neo soul field did successfully, and she's just as good here. You know, from uh, the 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 menacing coolness of Down with the Click uh, to the 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 poignancy of Stay Flow um, to the 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 rollickiness of uh, Alameda Playboy Cardi. There's just so much good stuff here, and the more you sit with it, the more it just enters you. Um, so, because of that, the fact that it has all that longevity and, and the way it's well crafted and how much work went into it, it's just a, it's a banger, man. It's so good. That's the number four spot right there. Okay, number three best song album of 2019 so far goes to Big Thief's UFOF. Congratulations. <laughs> It feels kind of foolish to compare songs and albums of different genres and different sounds, but there's one thing that that sometimes isn't really planned for, and it's that indefinable uh, sense that whatever is being made is bigger than the sum of its parts. And Big Thief managed to capture that indefinable quality in an album that itself is kind of indefinable. Like, it's an album... According to the band, it's an album about, like making friends with p things that are beyond your comprehension and people and, and beyond reach like the galaxy you know maybe that's too literal but in the past big thief albums have been explicitly about topics and subjects that were very earthly you know um, relationships between parents and their children um, lost loves, unrequited loves, bitter endings, bitter beginnings technically human relationships and, and UFOF is no different a lot of these songs are capture the same subject and and are essentially the same, but there is this extra part to it. You know, this 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 like the subject matter and like they're talking about, they sort of break out of their own shell and start to do things that now ear on the side of mystical on top of like 
heartfelt and emotional and melancholic and poignant, you know. Now all of a sudden there's this weird, you know, the one band I, I re recalled, and I just couldn't get it out of my brain when I was listening to this record with Radiohead, because the things that Big Thief do on this album, from the the, the mysteriousness of the title track to the 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 found sound at the end of the record to orange and like the way that it comes together in a way that that on the surface shouldn't make sense but does it's the same trick that radiohead has been pulling off since like okay computer you know it's 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 a marvelous achievement from a band that was already one of the best indie rock bands around um, and so the fact that it's it is itself such a massive achievement in ways that people i think are still sort of figuring out it, that earns the number three spot. Good job, guys. Number two, best of 2019 so far. Get ready for this. Gray Area by Little Sims. Good job, girl. Got in a pattern, follow the rhythm. I disregarded all opinions and continue my mission. Unapologetically, I'll be bossing it, getting better with age. It hasn't really been a strong year for rap this year, has it? I mean, that's that's a relative statement from someone who listens to rap not as much as I think your average music listener. Um, but I can't really think of off the top of my head a whole bunch of like event rap albums that really did well. I can think of Denzel Curry put out a really awesome record this year. Um, Lizzo's record technically had rap. Anderson Pack's uh, record technically had rap. I am not terribly knowledgeable with this sort of thing, so shoot me an email or a DM or whatever if you want to inform me of what was going on this year. I will say though that there was a rap album that captured my attention so much that it's literally one of the best things to have come out this year, in my opinion, and that is this, this record gray area from this, this UK rap artist, Lil Sims. It's just unbelievable. And I think the reason why is its strength comes from live instrumentation, first of all, stylistic variation, the flow is amazing, the lyrics are unbelievable, the pace is superb. Everything about this record is fantastic, you know? From the, the opening track, Offense, to that track you just heard, Boss, um, to Selfish is like a huge hit. I think Little Dragon was on a track as well. Um, there's so much in the record that is worth talking about, you know. Really, the only thing I think that maybe could be better would be like an emphasis on better, more solid lyrics than just as many as you can. But by itself, like the fireworks of it are a pleasure in and of itself. Uh, hopefully Little Sims gets more attention. Uh, she already is receiving a ton for this particular record, but she deserves to be up in the mainstays, man. Like, guest features out the wazoo, man. Give it to her, you know. Th throw it to her. Re roll the red carpet out. This this girl is just, she is on fire. Absolutely one of the best records released this year. Good job. Okay. All right. Ready? Number one, best record of 2019 so far. Quiet Signs by Jessica Pratt. I, you may be, if you know me, you might have seen this coming. It's not just the fact that this feels like a literally a transportation into another world. Um, that every single fucking song on this record is just perfection. The way it's produced, how how creatively and brilliantly they use reverb and tape hiss to make it sound like an antique. Um, how just unbelievably unique Jessica Pratt's voice is and how she, she makes these sounds and 
her lyrics are almost unintelligible until you really listen and you hear what she's saying. And they're so open to interpretation. Uh, not only is this a record in and of itself just like a treasure. Um, I have a particularly personal uh, link to this album because it came out right when I was starting to do uh, the podcast. It's actually one of the first records I remember reviewing. And I sat down at Vivace down in Capitol Hill and started writing. And and I was listening to this album because it, it had just come out on Bandcamp. And we were having a whole week of snow. And the snow was falling and it was the first real snow of the season, I believe. And just listening to that that open reverb and, and the hushed, quiet tones of, of the record and, and watching that happen and, and watching the city shut down and become this place where people could sort of gather and, and, and commiserate and be in the snow. Like, it's a, it's a, it may be a personal thing, yes, but I think that's just one of the things that this record does. It, it transports you. It puts you in this magical place. And, you know, you can't really... That's a hard thing to do. That, that itself is an achievement. You know, so besides the fact that this record it just does everything right, there's not a sour note on the whole thing. It just... It takes you there. You know, you sit with this album and, and it, it stays with you because of what it does to your sense of place and, and your sense of history. You know, it, it undeniably earns the, the best. It, it's one of, if not the best records of the year. So congratulations, Jessica Pratt. You deserve it. And uh, with that, that is the end of the list. Again, if you agree with my picks uh, from either list, send me send me a message. Send me a angry Go ahead and send me a angry uh, DM, whatever you want. Um, all of my social medias are on tapedeckpodcast.com. You can read the reviews, the early original reviews of all the stuff that we've covered so far on the website as well. And uh, that wraps it up. That is the best of the year so far. We will do another one of these at the end of the year um, for the rest of the records that are coming out this year. So stay tuned for that. That'll come out eventually. Um, next week we'll be talking about something different who knows what it's gonna be i wish it was not as hot uh because uh, i'm boiling in this room right now so uh you know but it's whatever hopefully you guys are air conditioned in a car or in a building or at work or whatever killing time uh thanks so much for listening uh tune again next week uh we'll see you in a little bit Bye bye